Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for June 15th, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. And Schwann Humes and I will be doing another episode of that on Thursday. So let's talk a little bit about the WWE. Uh, last, on last week's episode of NXT UK, Mako Satamura won the uh, NXT Women's Championship from Kaylee Ray. It's an excellent match. You haven't had a chance to see it. I have posted the video on my blog, so be sure to check it out. Um, you know, as I think people are aware by now, Mako is working for the WWE in London as a uh, uh, what they call a player coach. So she's going to be continuing to uh, wrestle, and uh, as well, she's coaching a lot of the younger wrestlers as well. And uh, she's moved permanently to uh, England. She announced it officially in Japan, even though she had already moved. Uh, but, um, you know, she's a great addition to the organization because she knows her stuff. She's, like, she's been training wrestlers since she was a teenager. So um, it's not something new for her. If you want to know more about that, my recommendation is to check out the 2000 uh, BBC documentary, Gaya Girls. Uh, I saw this film when it uh, premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival back at that time. And uh, you can watch the film on YouTube. So it's available uh, for streaming for free on YouTube. Okay. Uh, on uh, Sunday's um, NXT TakeOver show, uh, they, sh they shot a match with Sare, which they... Uh, was not on the show, but what they did is they put it on YouTube on Monday. So I posted the video on my blog. It is Sare and Zoe Stark, who uh, I don't know if they're going to team regularly or not. And they beat um, uh, Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea, and they've got Robert Stone in their corner. Just they're jobbers, right? Uh, they haven't really gone in any kind of direction with Sare yet. As I've said before, I'm really not crazy about her entrance music or her entrance. And so I'd like to see them jazz it up a little bit or something like that. I'm not exactly sure what. And on last night's Raw, we had the go-home show for uh, Hell in the Cell. And um, I posted the video of uh, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. And listen, they got the title match on Sunday, so Asuka put her over which is what she should do. And this is despite the fact that Rhea does seem to get a little discombobulated during the match, and also her finisher is just awful. They, listen, they like the name, but it's not a very good finisher. Sorry. It shouldn't finish anybody, especially Asuka. Now, earlier in the night uh, on the show, uh, uh, Charlotte Flair lost by countout to Nikki Cross. So she was really pissed off. And after uh, Rhea won her match, she came out and uh, attacked Rhea, and it turned into a pull-apart brawl. Does this create more interest for the match? Not really. The, the other thing about it is it kind of makes Rhea look like, you know, she's calm and cool and collected, and it makes Charlotte look like she's a spoiled brat. Now, do they like that look? I don't know. That's what If that's what they're going for, they succeeded. But I'm not sure that that's what they're going for. Okay? And we also had the return last night of uh, Eva Marie, who's... Uh, uh, she's not a wrestler. She's a model. Okay? And, and her gimmick several years ago was that she couldn't wrestle. Right? And so she's come back. And this time, she has the same basic gimmick, except that now she's using somebody to wrestle for her. Okay, in this, who it, who she, who they've got doing it, 
is um, NXT UK wrestler Piper Niven. Okay, and, and they haven't even given her a name yet. Okay, and I don't know if they're going to give her a name because the kind of the way it's working is she wrestles the match, which is what happened last night. She wrestled the match uh, against Naomi. She won the match. And then Eva Marie announced that Eva Marie won the match. So that's what the gimmick is, okay? So that means on all those vignettes that she was doing for the past two months, the character was lying <laughs> about everything. The other thing I heard about this is that apparently they originally offered this to Mercedes Martinez. And I'm not particularly surprised Mercedes turned it down because, you know, it's like, I can see her reaction to it. Hey, I've been in this business for 15 years, building up my name, and you want me to be, to do this? Are you fucking nuts? So, <laughs> they brought in uh, Piper, Piper Niven as well, and I guess what it comes down to is Piper is going to pay, get paid more money for being on the main roster, but I don't know. If I, if I was her, I wouldn't want to be doing this, this gimmick. No way. They'd, I don't know where they would find a wrestler who would really, really want to do this gimmick. Okay? But they found somebody, you know. And I'm not surprised Mercedes turned it down. Like I said. And, and Oh, and we also now know why Chelsea Green got fired, right? Because basically... She was going to do the same gimmick, right? That was her gimmick. Oh, I can't, I, I'm not any good at wrestling. So that's, she gets around it and all that sort of thing. So that's what Eva Maria is doing. It's the same gimmick. You can't have two wrestlers doing the same gimmick, right? So that's why she's gone. All right, let's go on to the UFC. And last Saturday's UFC show, there were two women's matches on the show. The first one is, I guess, could best be described as a flyweight uh, title contender match. Uh, um, Lauren Murphy beat Joanne Calderwood by split decision. And my main concern about this match, when I was talking about it last week here on this podcast and also with Schwan, is that I was concerned, one, that it would be a terrible match, which it was, and two, that neither of them would convince me that you know, she could be a title contender, right? And that's the other thing that happened. So uh, the way it got to be a split decision, basically round one. Round two, um, uh, uh, Lauren clearly won round two. And round three, uh, uh, Joanne clearly won round three. So what happened with round one is basically it was one of those rounds where neither of them did much of anything. Okay, so uh, the way I scored it was 9-9, meaning they both sucked, okay? The judges don't really do that. What they did is they gave, two of the judges gave it to uh, Lauren, and the third judge gave it to uh, Joanne. And that's how Lauren won the match, is because she was given that round by the judges. As you can tell, I scored the match a draw. I didn't think either of them did enough to win. And it look, it doesn't make me think that Lauren Murphy has a hope in hell of beating Valentina. Okay? <laughs> she doesn't do enough. This has always been her problem. And one of the most interesting things about this fight 
is that between the second and third round, both coaches yelled at their fighters for not doing it, for, for not being, not, not showing any urgency, okay? Uh, um, Saif Saud, Fortis of MMA, he yelled at, he yelled at uh, um, Lauren and John Wood of Syndicate. He yelled at Joanne. They were yelling at her, at them, for doing exactly the same thing, which is nothing, okay? And so that was the problem with the fight, is it was kind of blah. And I, don't, I didn't feel that either of them did enough to win the fight, okay? As I said, Lauren's going to get a title shot. I don't see her winning that fight, okay? The other fight on this show was at bantamweight. It was Panny Kianzad beat uh, Alexis Davis by uh, unanimous decision. Um, I just thought that um, Panny landed more in the fight generally, and I thought she won all three rounds, 30-27. Alexis, to me, kind of looks like maybe it's time to retire, okay? And, And after the fight, Panny in her interview talked about how she watched Alexis on TV when she was younger. <laughs> like, that's going to help. Now, the one thing I wanted to mention about this fight is that during the broadcast, Joe Rogan uh, made a big deal about um, Alexis Davis's uh, calf kicks. And the problem with him doing that is it gives you a false impression of how the judges are going to score the fight because, generally speaking, judges do not give the same weight to... Uh, kicks as they do to other things, okay, like top position, you know, strikes and that sort of thing. The kicks just don't get that. So it's something that they should have explained on the broadcast, and they chose not to do that. And and, and you know, Rogan kind of went all in on this, like it meant something. And in the end, it didn't because two of the three judges scored a thirty twenty seven. The third scored a twenty nine twenty eight. So one judge gave uh, Alexis round two. So it really, it did not help Alexis, okay? So I have no problem with the judges um, giving leg kicks some significance in their scoring, but they don't. And that's the thing that uh, Rogan and Paul Felder needed to explain, and they didn't do that, okay? So I think it confused fans a little bit, and they thought maybe Alexis uh, should have, the fight should have been, the scoring should have been closer, but... Uh, I don't agree with that. I just think that they got misled by Rogan. Okay. Now, this Saturday, we have a uh, UFC show. Uh, again, we're back in Las Vegas. Uh, they were in Arizona last week. And we got two women's matches on the prelims. The first one is at Strawweight. It is, um, it is uh, Verna Jandarova versus Kanako Murata. Okay, so Verna is from Brazil. Uh, she's supposed to be an ace wrestler. She's a former Invictus strawweight champion, but honestly, she hasn't looked that great in the UFC. You know, uh, Kaneko is from Japan. She was a, um, uh, a an, she's an elite wrestler, okay? If you saw her in her UFC debut, she's an elite wrestler. There's no question about it. Now, she was working for Ryzen, and that's actually where she was discovered. Ryzen signed her. But the problem is they don't have any other strawweights in, in Ryzen, so they decided to sell her contract to the UFC. When she's in the U.S., she trains at Combat Sports Academy with Kieran Fitzgibbon. That's in uh, Dublin, California. And the bottom line is this. You've got Verna Jandaroba, 
who's an okay wrestler, and you've got Kaneko Murata, who is an elite wrestler. So I think Kaneko has the edge here. I mean, she's much quicker than Verna. That's another thing. Okay, so I'm expecting Kaneko to win that fight. The other women's fight on this show is at um, flyweight. It is Lara Procopio uh, versus Casey O'Neill. Uh, Lara is uh, from trains at Nova Uniao in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, she's one and one in the UFC. Uh, I think she's had some fights canceled or something like that. Or uh, she only had a couple of fights, so I, I, uh, she's not a bad fighter. But I think Casey O'Neill may very well be something, somebody very special. Uh, she's originally from Scotland, but she trains now at uh, Extreme Couture in Las Vegas with Eric Nixick. And uh, she looked great in her UFC debut, and I fully expect her to win this fight. This girl has a good chance to be a flyweight contender if she plays her cards right, okay? And Nixick's a great coach, so I think uh, uh, she's got the big edge here. Anyways, that's about it for today. Uh, again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and also my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. And again, we'll be doing that on Thursday. If you have any uh, questions or comments for my blog or either of my podcasts, you can leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.